Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. I'm Erin Barnes, Content Marketing Manager for SCORE, and today we're joined again by Peter Van Buskirk, former Dean of Admission and Strategic Advisor to SCORE. Welcome, Peter. Good morning, Erin. It's good to be with you. So today we're talking about college interviews. How important are interviews to the college admission process? Wow. It, it's interesting. Uh, in my experience uh, in college admission, I always found the interview to, to have a real importance for the student and for the institution. Uh, it's an opportunity for an introduction, if you will, for the, the student to get to know more about the institution through its representative, but also for the institution to get to know the student directly, rather than having to rely on things that are written about the student. So um, I've always felt that if, if a student ever has an opportunity for an interview with a paid admission staff person, you got to do it because there's an opportunity, again, to start building a relationship. Absolutely. So if interviews are that important, why don't more colleges offer the opportunity? Well, that's a good question. I mean, the interview has a number of purposes for the admission officers in the process. The interview provides information that helps to flesh out the profile of the student. Some of the institutions that used to do interviews have found that there's simply too many students and not enough time, not enough staff to be able to manage all of that. So they've just stopped offering the interviews. Some institutions have come to rely on alumni interviews almost exclusively. And we can talk about that a little bit more up coming up, which is it's sort of a different animal. It says it's an interview, but it's not the same kind of evaluative interview that the uh, uh, admission interview might be. So I think it's largely because of numbers that it's at many institutions, particularly the more popular, the more selective institutions, there simply aren't enough resources available to accommodate all the students who wanna have interviews. So I'd like to touch on something that you just mentioned which is the person that is interviewing the student, admission staffer, student intern, alumni, does it matter who interviews you as the student? Well, yes and no. I mean, as, as the student, you don't really have much of a choice uh, because if you sign up to have an interview while you're visiting a college on their campus, you, you hope and expect that that interview might be with an admission staff person. But the reality is that uh, because of the volume they, of, of demand for interviews, the, the admission staff may have engaged other people like student interns, perhaps some faculty who will step in. When I was a dean of admission, we had a part-time staff of individuals who were principally involved with interviewing students. So nonetheless, when, when you have the interview on campus with somebody who's associated with the admission office, that's usually a very good thing. Those people make notes about what they've learned. Those notes are added to the student's file. And again, they, they provide another dimension in terms of an understanding of, of, of who this young person is. When the interview is offered with an alumnus, it's less evaluative in nature. And my sense about alumni interviews in general is that colleges and universities offer those interviews with alumni, usually later in the process after the students applied. But, but they're, they're trying to keep alumni engaged overall with their institution, and this is a, a meaningful way to do that. But there's such a range of training and orientation for those alumni across the board that it's, it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get into there with, with the alumni interviews. But, but generally speaking, on a college campus, the odds are fairly good that you're going to be interviewing with an admission staff person. If there's an intern or somebody who's not a, a full-time staff person interviewing you, you're still in the presence of somebody who can make notes, make recommendations based on the, the content of that interview. Now, Peter, you mentioned interviewing on campus, but like a lot of things have shifted in the past 
year and a half. I would imagine that many college interviews have changed from being on campus to taking place in virtual settings. So if you are a student who had or has a virtual interview lined up, should you consider those just as important as an in-person interview? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, because of the technology we have at our disposal now, it's, it's possible for people to, to connect directly from wherever they are, whether it's your living room at home, the beach on vacation, uh, but, but you, can, you can still connect with that interviewer. And what we're discovering coming out of the COVID experience is that many institutions, including some that were not necessarily uh, promoting interviews in person on campus in the past, are now making themselves more accessible to students virtually. So even if you can't get to the campus for that, that quote-unquote in-person interview, you can still have a very meaningful interview via Zoom or, or one of the other platforms on the internet. So let's speak a little bit about timeline. When is the best time to interview? When should students be planning to schedule their interviews? I think you should try to, to schedule interviews when you're, you're ready and you have time to devote to them. Now, campus visits in general uh, are going to serve different purposes for you. Theoretically, uh, you may end up having three different types of visits uh, with the same college over the course of an, an eight to 10 month period. You might have the window shopping experience where you're just going to see what you can see. Um, and you might be doing that now. You might in the, the fall go back to have a more immersive experience where you stay overnight, go to classes, talk to students and professors and get to know the place really well from the inside out. And then once admitted, you might go back again in, in April, let's say, to check the place out once more before you make a final decision. So where does the interview fit in that? If, if it's likely that your first and only visit is going to be that opportunity for you, then do it, do it now. Even though you're still getting to know the institution, now can be the best time. If you fully anticipate that you're going to be able to return to a particular campus in the fall for that second visit, that immersive visit, that might be a better time to do the interview because you will have had an opportunity to learn more about the place. But whether you've interviewed now or then, you want to make sure you're going into that interview with a sense of, of what that place is all about. It, it shouldn't be completely sight unseen, as in you, you, you only know it by its name and reputation. You should do a little bit of research before you actually show up. So we've talked in generality about college interviews, how important they are, the person who might interview you, the best time to interview. But when it comes to the actual interview, what should students expect? What is it going to be like? Generally speaking, it's going to be a conversation between two people who are trying to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of dread on the part of students about an interview because you feel like, gosh, I, I, I go talk to somebody, a stranger for 45 minutes. You know, how am I going to do that? Uh, and, and a lot of you know, 17, 18 year olds are not as confident in their own social skills in that, that kind of a setting as they should be, because frankly, they, they'll be fine. This is mm -hmm. interviews are typically set up, if you will, coordinated, uh, managed by the interviewer in a way to facilitate an easygoing conversation. There isn't an attempt, for example, to trip you up, to make you look bad, to find that fatal flaw in, in your presentation. That's, that's not what the interviews are all about. So I, th I think what you need to do is, is go into the interview prepared to have a conversation with somebody who's just getting to know you. And I think if, if you do appropriate research in advance about the school, so you, you understand what your sense of interest is in that school. You're interested in that school because of an academic program, an academic interest, um, perhaps a career interest you're trying to develop, um, and, and you 
perhaps researched the programs of study that, that are of importance to you. If you have that kind of information in mind, it'll be really easy. It'll be really easy. The interview gets a little awkward for you, perhaps if, if you just show up and say, oh, okay, here I am. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Am I, am I supposed to think about an academic thing? Um, well, what, gosh, am I supposed to ask questions? How many books are there in the library? That, that's, that's not gonna go so well. So I think if you're thoughtful about your approach, and you can go in and be prepared to have a good conversation, a fun conversation, you're going to be fine. Absolutely. Final question for you here, Peter. What tips would you offer to students as they engage in the actual interview? Well, I'm glad you asked. There are a number of things that I'd like to encourage students to think about as they prepare to interview. I think piggybacking off of, of the last comment with regard to anticipating the conversation, let's, let's just imagine... The, the hours leading up to the interview. A lot of times students will have been traveling maybe with their parents, they will be in a hotel room or, or maybe they're traveling two or three hours from home to get to a particular campus. The first thing you wanna do in, in thinking about this interview is how am I gonna dress? And a lot of times people get, get all wound up in, in terms of, well, I don't know what to wear. Best suggestion for an interview is to, to dress in the student's equivalent of business casual. You don't want to overdress. You don't want to underdress. You don't want to dress in any way that will detract from who you are and what you have to say. So dress comfortably for the interview. Number two, when it's okay, time to get in the car uh, and, and get to the campus, give yourself a lot of time. If you know that it's supposed to take an hour to get to the campus from where you're starting, plan two hours because you know what's going to happen. Uh, there, there's going to be traffic you didn't anticipate. There will be road construction somebody in the car, dad usually makes the wrong turn. I've been there, done that. And, and as a result of all of this, if you're on a really tight schedule getting to the campus, guess what's happening in the car? A lot of stress begins to emerge. We're going to be late. It's all your fault. And, and <laughs> you just don't want to enter the campus with, with that kind of energy. You want to have a more positive focused energy than a negative uh, stressful energy. So plan to arrive early. If you do arrive early on that campus, go to a, a snack bar get something to drink, grab some coffee, sit back, relax, watch people, see how they treat each other, see how they treat you. If you can have access to a student newspaper, take a look at the student newspaper, see what's important on that campus at that time. But if, if you have that opportunity, even for 15 minutes to, to, to sit in the snack bar and just relax a little bit, your, your energy level is going to change an awful lot. And you're going to start to feel differently about what's coming up. So the third point is relax. One of the worst things you can do is stress about an interview. And, uh, and I, I'm just going to add a footnote to that, Aaron, because I'll, there are times when families will call me, mom and dad will call say, Peter, my, my son's going to have an interview at X college. Can you talk to him? Can you get him ready for the interview? And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> because the, the more you think about it, the more you work on it, the greater the stress that you, you bring into the picture. So what you want to do is, is let that, that stress seep out of your body. As you approach the interview, eliminate distractions. Now you might be thinking, well, what does that have to do with the interview? Well, if this is going to be a conversation between two people getting to know each other, you don't want to have distractions. And some common distractions will be things that, that you wear. I mean, you, you, if you have a baseball cap on, take it off for the interview. You don't want to be wearing a baseball cap, forward or backward in an interview. If you've got chewing gum, because a lot of times when you're nervous, you, you just have to pop something in your mouth, chewing gum, ditch the gum before the interview, because you don't want to be chomping on gum during the interview as well. You want to be mindful of what I call conversational tics, like, well, you know, he, he goes, she went, rather curious use of the language. So you want to kind of let your brain slow down a little bit so that you can 
proceed conversationally in a manner that is pretty grammatically correct. Not that you have to be perfect in everything you do, but, but you want to, to be articulating yourself in a very clear manner. Another sort of nervous tick that, that I know that I've experienced and, and I've watched others experience is that their, their knees will start to shake. And after a while, the, the room starts to shake with your knee. <laughs> I, I interviewed a, a young woman one time who had crossed her leg and, and she was bouncing her knee hard because she had that nervousness in her. And all of a sudden her clog flies off her foot and, and across <laughs> the room knocked my plant down. And uh, yeah, that, that was a distraction. You know, it was, it, We made light of it. It was fun and funny, but you want to calm down, no distractions. You also want to focus on positive body language. Now, this is, again, a subtle kind of thing, but you want to sit up straight. You want to make sure that your eyes are focused on the interviewer. You don't want to be leering at that person, but you want to be smiling as you speak with your eyes as, as you engage with the interviewer. When you cross your arms in conversation, what do psychologists tell us that says about you in that conversation? Uh, now, it could be that you're cold, mm -hmm. but... And what, you, what you're saying to the interviewer is, I don't really want to be here. Get me out of here kind of thing. So if you find your arms are coming crossed, uncross them, just let them slide down to your side. But positive body language says an awful lot about who you are and, and what your hope and purpose is in that interview. And I, I want to just pause for a second too. Quite often, the, the first impressions of the interview start literally in the first 45 seconds of the introduction when when you're waiting with your parents in the inter, in the reception area for the interviewer the interviewer moves into the room calls your name approaches you you stand you introduce yourself in that five second introduction you've already begun to create the impression and and we talk about body language it will be a firm handshake you know not not a uh, wrestle them to the ground handshake not i think some of us are familiar with what the dead fish handshake looks like no, just a firm handshake a smile and, and good eye contact. When, when you can approach the person in that manner, good eye contact, smile, firm handshake, you're ex you exude confidence and you're saying to that person, good to meet you, I'm glad I'm here, I'm, I'm eager to have a conversation. So the body language sets, an, sets up an awful lot of what's to come then in the interview. And by the way, from the point of that initial introduction, how are you doing? to the point where you actually sit down in the interviewer's office, it could take 30 seconds to get to that person's office, the interview starts, usually with a question that sounds like, so how's your day been? Or what's your summer been like? What have you been up to? And I can't tell you how often the, the, the rest of 45 minutes in an interview spins off of that conversation that came out of the chit chat uh, on the way to an office. So you want to be ready to have that conversation because the interviewer effectively is giving you an opportunity to, to set the stage, to create the, the topic of the day for, for yourself. So you want to be ready to answer the question as, as benign, as simple as it might seem. So how's your day or what have you been doing? Have a, have a good answer so that the interviewer will become very interested in following up on that. So speaking of starting the interview, then you want to have your talking points ready there are probably two or three things that you want to make sure that that person knows about you through the course of the interview. Now, through most interviews, that information will come out naturally. However, if you get to a point in the interview where the interviewer says, okay, this has been great. Is there anything else you'd like us to know? Keep those talking points in mind. And you say, well, I, there, there are some things that, that you ought to know about my sophomore year. Uh, things didn't go so well, or um, you know, my family moved, or we 
whatever. You want to make sure you have those talking points ready so that you can uh, enter them into the conversation. And with regard to information, you need to be in command of your information. Mm -hmm. Okay. I cannot tell you how often I, I will ask the question. So what can you tell me about your, your standardized test results? Um, well, uh, and there's this hesitation and this puzzled look and the student will say, I, I need to ask my mom about that. I'll, I'll ask what grades did you get in, in the year you just completed? Uh, well, I got a B in biology, got A in history. I'm not sure about, going to have to check with my mom about that. You cannot <laughs> let your mother become the curator of your information. You need to have that stuff locked down so that when the, the, the conversation comes up in an interview, you can uh, effortlessly move through that, that part of the interview. And if there are things you're not proud of in, in terms of that type of information, you need to be ready to acknowledge that and, and just say, it didn't go the way I wanted to. You know, Don't make excuses, but, but just acknowledge that there's some things that, that maybe didn't go the way you wanted them to. And finally, breathe. And, and I say that because there's a lot of nervousness associated with the interview. And many times students will come into the interview and they'll just kind of take a deep breath and let it go. And you know, I'll ask a question and they'll just excitedly engage in that question. And they'll talk and they'll talk and they'll talk and they'll talk until they turn blue in the face and pass out uh, because they just haven't stopped to, to breathe in. Um, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but my point is that, that you need to allow for some punctuation in your conversation. So as excited as you might be and as eager as you might be to let the interviewer know everything there is to know about you, let the interviewer participate in that conversation. So that breathing, if you will, is not only going to help you to relax, but it's, it's going to help the interviewer find opportunities to interject with some comments or, or questions for you. But if you do these things, you're going to find the interview is going to be a piece of cake. It's going to be a lot of fun and they're going to get to know more about you. Mm -hmm. I think for many students, simply the word interview can be a little daunting and intimidating, but you know, our conversation today and, and a lot of the little anecdotal stories that you shared with us, I hope what they will glean from that is that the interview is really an opportunity to build a relationship with someone across the desk, right? show your personality and just be yourself. Because in all likelihood, unless it's an alumnus, that person across the desk is going to be a decision maker, somebody mm -hmm. who will be in the room with your credentials later and will say, aha, but I remember her. Mm -hmm. These are the things that really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Well, Peter, as usual, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by Squirt. This is a topic that I know is soon to be top of mind for student listeners. I appreciate you taking some time to provide some insight about the college interview process. Uh, my pleasure. Always, always good to be with you. If you'd like to learn more about SCORE, you can go to SCORE.com. That's S-C-O-I-R.com. We'll link to that in our show notes and be sure to follow us on Instagram at SCORE Inc. That concludes our conversation for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,